Right, good evening everyone. I hope you are well. I will shortly be joined by Catherine, I hope. And I, I say I hope in the loosest possible sense. Uh, so, I hope everyone is well. Oh, we've got another question from Nova, which I'm about to add to the list tonight. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm all right, are you? Yeah, I, well, I survived the assassination attempt by my youngest daughter, so yeah, I'm okay, yeah. That was funny. It, no, it wasn't. What do you mean it was funny? Well, I laughed. What do you mean, what do I mean it's funny? <laughs> I found it amusing. The fact that I nearly died? Yeah. Oh, great. I don't know who I love this safe space that we're in. You don't have to agree with me. That's what's safe about it, is we're oh. allowed to hold our own opinions. Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. How's your teeth? Yeah, good, thanks. Jane. So, yeah, everyone wondering. Yeah, I feel like if I keep uh, bullying you, I won't have many left when I next see you. <laughs> um, I've never had any dental work done in 28 years because I, I was perfection. And then... Partly because I moved a lot and then uh, COVID and they decided I needed six fillings to Mongo. Mm -hmm. The thing that I liked about that was that you paired it with a conversation about adulting. Mm. And it was like, well, surely the adulting is like cleaning your teeth properly. Mm. Isn't, isn't it? You know yeah. how like you can trade and you can still get injured. I've not <laughs> just not ever cleaned my teeth and then gone, oh my God, you're supposed to do that at 28 years old. Like I'm aware and I do clean my teeth for the record. Okay. okay. She said, the dentist said, it's not unusual to have that many fillings at your age. It's just that you've never had them done before, so we're doing them all in one go. Oh. Oh, so, she was being but, really nice, well, wasn't she? Uh, she was, actually, because I said, is it unusual to not have anaesthetic? Uh, and she was like, it is unusual, but you're absolutely... I, I knew you'd have to say said, that. But, I knew it. But, and to use the technical term, you're fucking nails, mate. That's why you don't need it. So I was like, fair enough. I understand that. Um, mm, so, yeah. yeah, that's my dental update. Are, have you got any particular... Are you things? sure? Were they not just still milk teeth? Could be. Are, are they, they, maybe be. that was why. Yeah. At least maybe mine are all mine. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that yours aren't. At least I don't put mine in a glass when I go to bed every night. So... Uh, I love this professional relationship. I've had a long day. If you're going to test me, <laughs> fuck it. You're having it. You're having it. Right. I hope everyone is well. Right. Yeah. Who, who have we got here? Can I see? Let's we have seven Hi, people. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Right. How do you want to do this tonight then? What do you want to start with? Well, you brought the questions with you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, my hygienist is too. Mm. I hate the dentist. Absolutely hate the dentist. Mm. See, my I've got a new dentist. Really nice. Never used to. I used to have a really horrible one, which is one of the reasons I didn't go for years. I did move around a lot, but the thought of going back to that silly cow put me off. God, you, God, you're grumpy tonight. You I am. Are. I've had one of those days. You know where you feel like you've been sat doing work all day. Yeah. You've barely looked up, and you still don't feel like you've got anywhere near done. Yeah. That. That's yeah. It's but I've been out for a couple of times so. oh well that's nice yeah 
That's nice. Yeah. Should we, should we start talking about some of the things we need to talk no, about? No, I want to carry on moaning about things. And everyone well, sit there tough. and listen to me <laughs> moan. Yeah, no, I suppose we could, ask, we could answer some questions, couldn't we? Right. Where do you want to start? Um, just looking through them. They're all quite big. We've got less questions this week, but they're all quite big questions. They are. Uh, they are. Um, right. So we'll start with probably the, the simplest. <laughs> Paul, you've started already. Um, yeah, Lisa, talking to Catherine and then and you guys is at the end of a long day. It's yeah. a blessing, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. You wait. You're going to be so happy now. Now you've got us. Everything's going to be just fine. Trust me. Trust me. So the first question. Um, easy. I'll start with the easiest first and we'll move on to more challenging ones. So... Uh, one from Nova, and this was one of her more simple ones rather than her meaning of life questions. So it was uh, about the herbs and things and plants. Do you have to have like loads of a herb, for example, for it to count as one of your 30 a week in terms of eating more plants? And the answer is no, like you can just have a normal amount on. So like you've said, you had coriander, mint and parsley, they would count as three. You don't have to be having like buckets of them. You can just have a sprinkling of them like you normally would and it would still count. And spices and things. So if yeah. like you use ground cinnamon in your porridge, mm. which is delish, would that count? Good question, actually. And I actually don't know the answer. Mm. I would imagine there's no reason why they wouldn't count. Yeah, it was just one of those. Because when you start thinking about if you make a homemade curry, which, by the way, obviously I don't do because I can't mm. cook. And you think of all the herbs and spices that go in, like, would you automatically have... You know, but they all count. I don't know. I, I mean, I think generally they speak about fresh herbs and spices. So you'd have to stick in oh, like, okay. the, the cinnamon stick rather than... Which, to be fair, if you're making proper curry, then you would. Yeah. But, yeah, I imagine it would probably be fresh over dry. Okay. Okay. Good to know, then. Mm, it is. Yeah. Um, next question, which was also from Nova, who is starring predominantly tonight she is she's really she's really put a shift in this she week has. fair play she yeah. has um not tracking liquid intake such as tea and coffee but consume a lot of milk due to this should i be the answer is sort of it depends like those calories yeah. count certainly if you're someone that has like semi-skimmed or whole milk you will be consuming and if you have a lot of tea which i do and i have two sugars in my tea as well which don't if you, you mentioned my fucking teeth I'll, I'll kick yours in when I'm I not see you. Yeah, anything. Exactly. Thank you. I don't drink that much tea, so it's okay. not that. Okay. Um, but yeah, like if you're drinking, that could be two, three hundred calories potentially of milk. If you're drinking a lot of tea throughout the day, particularly if it is more calorific milk. So I would tend to track it just because it's actually really easy to track. Like you just put in an amount of milk that you have, and then just press like how many times you do. Also, dependent on the milk, it can be a real protein win as yeah, well. True. Dependent yeah. on, on how much you're having, it can really sort of eat into your sort of protein target if you're looking at macros. Yeah. But it was it was something that I, it was one of those eye-opening things when I first started tracking macros and started including things like milk and tea and coffee and things. It was like, wow, all these things that I hadn't even crossed my mind that were contributing possibly to my mm -hmm. calories, well, they are contributing to my calories. Yeah, had no idea. 
-hmm. But also just from a health perspective, I think it's good to make sure that you're getting enough fluid. Mm -hmm. um, I know certainly with a lot of my friends, um, it's an area that they really struggle with. Um, and particularly, I don't know, Charlie, you'll probably correct me on this. I'm probably wrong. But I was certainly in more recent times, I've realized that one of the ways that you obviously get rid of weight or fat, because people say they burn it off, right? So I kind of thought, well, it just, it just kind of magically turns into fairy dust and burns away. But of course, actually, one of the predominant ways that you lose fat is through urine. Is that, is that right? So the more that you drink... That is right. But that doesn't mean that if you urinated more, you'd lose more but doesn't fat. doesn't it help with the weight loss process? So if you're in a calorie deficit, yeah. if you... Well, A, obviously drinking more helps towards keeping you full up, but then won't it help get rid of all your... No, it doesn't directly, because that's not the only way that you look, like lose fat. So you okay. expire it. Expiring it's the biggest way, so breathing it out. Oh, okay. Because it all goes through all the processes that it does in your body. It's metabolised, and then it's turned into carbon dioxide, and you breathe it out. So we think okay. that's the biggest way. But being hydrated is important for lots of health reasons. Um like you said, it keeps you full. But also, if you are hydrated, you make better choices and therefore eat less mm. calories because you're less tired and... Helps your brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and tea, tea and coffee do contribute to our fluid intake. And it pisses me off when people say it doesn't. We've said this before, but coffee's not dehydrated. That frustrates me as well. Yeah. That's a myth. Okay, grumpy. Yep, great. What else makes me angry? Let's <laughs> go back to the list. Um... This is a great question from Guess Who. I'm. Do we need to huff and puff then? Yes. Well, Mandy, as you can tell, as I'm trying to lose weight, that's what I'm doing tonight. And I can huff and puff with the best of them. Uh, no. So, because we exhale, that doesn't mean that every time you breathe out, you're losing weight. That's just how we get rid of it. If you breathe lots of times, so if you hyperventilate, but you're in a calorie surplus, you will still gain weight. Breathing more doesn't mean, or controlling your breathing or anything to do with breathing will not change your weight at all. Wim Hof is slightly different because there's the cold exposure element to it. Mm. Would you, yeah. does being like really cold make you burn more calories? The answer is yes, but not. <laughs> blow the fat out. I wait, I wait for Paula and uh, Catherine's exercise video. Where you're just <laughs> sitting there. Just like... Uh, uh, let me just make a note of that. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know how, how I can say that without sounding very dodgy. But yeah, just sitting there, blowing. I guess. Yes, yes. Um, there it is. There it is, guys. <laughs> already. Yeah. We are. Charlie's what? talking Twelve about minutes blowing. Good yeah. grief. Um, so, does being cold make us burn calories? The answer is yes, but like not a significant amount. It'd probably be like 10, 20, 30 calories in a time that you. If you had like a cold shower, you don't burn enough calories to make a difference. So do you burn more calories being hot than cold? Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to begin to ask what... I hope that was in reference to the uh, huffing and puffing <laughs> and not the later conversation. Um, Christ. What was your question? Do you burn more calories when you're hot? Yeah, or cold. When you're cold, you probably do because it takes energy to heat you up. Okay. 
Does it work the other way? Probably not, I don't think. Not okay. to the same extent. Just wondering why box... Oh, it's water weight. Just wondering why box... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, sweating it out. Like, they do bin bag saunas, oh. hot baths, that sort of stuff. Very yeah. different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, things that I've heard people say they do for weigh-ins at things like Weight Watchers and Slimming World, they'll do the stuff they do and what body uh, what boxes do. Not that dissimilar. Have you seen these things? Absolutely drives me mad that they come on, like, Facebook and stuff, and they've got, like, this um, heated, like, sleeping bag mm. that you can use at home, and they're like, oh, you know, it's great for weight loss, and all like that, and it's like, oh, really? Really? I mean, the sad thing is, technically, they are right, but you just won't burn any fat from it. But you will lose weight because you'll sweat it all out, and you'll feel yeah. like shit because you're dehydrated. Exactly, exactly. I think this is what people don't realise, is that with a lot of these things, it, it just, it does, it just makes you feel awful. Yeah. And that's the difference between weight loss and apart fat from, loss. Apart from blowing. I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, so the great question before we got onto the, uh, what now feels like regular erotica as part of this group, it's re really worrying. I didn't start no, it. No, normally. You started, you started You started that. it by asking about how do we lose weight, actually. <laughs> where, does that... where does the weight come out? And I had to say, well, you expire it, and that's where you started it. And okay. then the group, the group obviously got involved. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Um, Right, I'm struggling to track calories with things I cook, which is pushing me more towards shop-bought stuff with information on it. Yeah, eating home-cooked yeah. meals feels more nourishing, but I can't track things like stocks, gravy. Any advice? Yes. I, I won't take away gravy. Gravy is... Someone who's more northern than most of the people in this group, gravy is very important. A human right. Yeah, it is. Um, so, definitely, you can track things that are home-cooked. What I would say generally for people that who want to track roughly but don't want to track everything is track the things that contribute significantly mm -hmm. to your energy intake. So, like, if you're particularly if you're using like gravy granules, the calorie content is subtle. Like, just don't track it and just have it. Um, and track things like so. If you were having a roast dinner with gravy, for example, you track the meat. You track maybe what fats you cook the meat in so you see how much oil you put in whatever um you track any sides like cauliflower cheese for example obviously got calories next to the cheese potatoes yorkshire puddings if you have them and you're you're an idiot if you don't um you wouldn't track your veg you wouldn't track your gravy and that that's how i would do it so actually the first part is just track the things that are relevant yeah. in terms of everything taste don't track vegetables is what i'm saying yeah and don't track gravy uh, what else was I going to say? The interesting thing, and a lot of people feel like, oh, I can track processed food because I'm just scanning a barcode and then I know exactly what's in it. They are allowed a lot of variance in what they say the calorie content of food is on labels. I think legally they can be like 20% off. Yeah. No. I thought you knew this. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so like the calories that... are. Is that because of the size of the, so the size might not equate to what is on the packet or is it the, the content? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So say for example, um, um, and this is a really bad example, but I'm just going to go with it. So a McCain's jacket potato, for example, yeah. you, you beep the, the doobie what barcode, 
technical genius. Um, and it says it's 160 calories. Yeah. But obviously that relates to a, a weight, I'm, I'm assuming, per 100 grams or whatever. Yeah. So actually a potato might weigh more and be more calories yeah. rather than yeah. you get like four in a pack or whatever. Yeah. So, so is it due to weight or... For that example, it would be. That's maybe not the best example because it's one of the few where it's like a single... Product. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Item, yeah. Whereas when you've got like a mixed meal, you can imagine all the components, if there's some variance in each one, that's why they're allowed so much. Because if the portion of, say you've got a microwave dinner, the portion of each thing is going to be different to the point where okay. it was cooked slightly differently and therefore the calorie content is different. So, 20%? That's they're allowed loads. 20%, yeah. And also, wow. like, I think the restaurant ones are probably further away. So like when you go to a restaurant, it says, oh, it's got the calorie menu. Because... A lot of the time they're cooking it fresh and putting whatever portions they want. They'll have guides, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. So you can track things that are home cooked. I always say track them before you cook them and track each like part rather than tracking the weight afterwards. Um, and just track the things that matter. Great question from Laurie, which is, so when I'm adding my food into NutriShake, you're saying not to add veg. If you already are and it doesn't bother you, then by all means track it. It will give you greater level of detail in terms of your calories and macros and things like that so if you are there's nothing wrong with doing that it's absolutely fine but it's a level of detail and complexity that not everyone needs and if someone's struggling to track but wants to removing that as a barrier um i'd be 20 less fat if i ate an allotment yes yeah it's I, yeah um what was i going to say to that Oh, the other thing is with regards to cooking a family meal. So say, for example, you're cooking, as we said, roast dinner seems to be a popular one. Yeah. So say like you're cooking, you're going to cook a joint of meat, joint of beef. Mm. So you're saying to take the calorie value prior to cooking. But obviously, I know it sounds stupid. You don't know how much of that beef you're going to have. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's difficult. Yeah. So what and that's you... where tracking calories and being mindful is tricky because... Oh, so do you mean you don't know how much you're going to put out? Yeah. yeah. So say, for example, you cook a joint of beef and you're like, oh, I'll do a couple of slices. Oh, you know, there we go. Actually, I'm going to go for mm. a third one. But you don't know. So do you then weigh afterwards? Yeah. Or... See, that's when it's tricky. And that's why, like, with food, there aren't any, like, set rules never work. I would track the fats that you use to cook it before you've cooked it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I track like two tablespoons of oil or whatever. And then what you might do is, and there's loads of different ways depending on how accurate you want to be. You can weigh the beef afterwards and have that. You can yeah. weigh it before. There's always going to be an element of guesswork, but tracking isn't supposed to be, oh, if I'm five calories below, it's fine. Five calories over, I've ruined it. Like it's, You're never going to be that precise. It's yeah. impossible to be. So yes. just do your best to approximate it. I would yeah. generally do like the weight of the whole piece of beef at the start. So like say it's a kilo. Yeah. I look like I've took about a quarter of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Down. Yeah, yeah. Um uh Laurie, you'd feel better leaving them out. If you mean I'd feel better not tracking them, fine. Please do not leave vegetables out of your diet. That's not what I'm saying. So please make sure you eat vegetables. Um terms and conditions do apply. Exactly. Um your nails would be a mess. I don't even know what my nails are going to be a mess for. Oh, they're eating, eating the allotment. Yeah, great. They're from the allotment. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Why are we eating out of an allotment? Does someone remind me? Lots. Of, I, 
I'm assuming because then it'd be more plant-based. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, only if you grow plants in your allotment. If you've got chickens there, you're not going to get many plants here. Are you allowed to keep chickens in an allotment? It's your allotment. You do what you want. Oh, okay. Good to know. Just thought I'd check. Why not? I'm not allotment. You're a nutritionist. Do you know everything? Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the allotment module, actually. <laughs> Second year, that was. <laughs> um, right. What next? We've done liquid. We've done calories. We've done... Think about not tracking for a week. Do it. Why not? I Do always you know... think people you should move away from tracking eventually. Track it. So the way I view tracking and macros is was that it was a really it's again it's a tool it's a tool to put in your weight loss or weight toolkit or health toolkit, and what it does is it starts giving you a, a foundation. You start understanding what food is comprised of. It starts giving you because as humans, and I've learned this with Charlie, we're really good at underestimating. You know, like a bowl of cereal. When you actually look at a bowl of cereal. And they say it's 30 grams. You pour yourself a bowl for and you go, well, that's a bowl for. That's got to be 30 grams. Actually, it's probably more like 100. So we're really good at underestimating what we're eating. And by tracking, initially, it kind of puts everything into place. Um, and But to do it all the time, I mean, for some people, I don't think that's very healthy. Um, and it isn't very healthy for me. I become quite obsessive about it. So it's something that... I haven't tracked since, God, before my op, since, sorry, before October last year. I haven't, you know, and so I will pull tracking out when I want to do a little cut yeah. and then it will go back into my toolkit and I don't need it anymore. Um, but yeah, it's about, it's about education and understanding what you're eating and having, you know, that you're getting enough protein, that you're getting enough this, that and the other. But yeah, I think it's really good not, you know, to have some time away from tracking and to give yourself food freedom because fundamentally that's what we're trying to do mm -hmm. here. Yeah, but Laurie, exactly. But if you don't track, if you don't feel it's the right time for you, that's fine as well. I track solidly for me personally. I probably track solidly for about 18 months, two years, if I'm honest. But I, but you know, I wasn't in a great place with food and I was under eating. So it was about trying to make sure that I was getting enough fuel into my body because I would always go, I'd always eat too, mm -hmm. not enough. But yeah, that's what you've got to do. What's right for you. Not everybody's, you know, not everybody's going to want the same. Yeah. Like we're a good example of that in that you're, you would tend to track if you had a goal where you wanted to lose weight, for example, I know I would not lose weight if I tried to track because of what tracking ends up doing to my eating behavior. So I've yeah. got an idea of, what's in food obviously it's my job but even like the research shows even people in my job get calorie estimates wrong so it's like it is a human yeah. thing rather than like a pit like a knowledge thing um but i could i'd rather account for that and not track than track because i know it doesn't it never serves me it never makes me feel better i've got flies everywhere oh that's Sorry. that's nice i'll just imagine one of them was you it's, it's squash now <laughs> amazing roast at my local pub on sunday they seem to get bigger with competition Oh, drove my boyfriend mad. <laughs> Mindfully. Yeah. But no, but this is it. Doesn't matter how many calories were in it. That, you know, that one meal won't make any difference. But what it did do was that you spent time in a lovely environment with someone that, you, you know, you wanted to spend time with, even though you might have driven him mad. Um, but 
that's what it's about. Food is not just about taste mm. or calories. Food is about so much more. Um, and it is about experiences and memories and, and time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm so pleased you did that. Mm. I'm so pleased you went out and you had a roast dinner and you completely enjoyed it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's for us, that's progress. Mm. I always say to people, you can't ruin your progress in a day. Yeah. You could have a full day of doing whatever you fancied, food and drink-wise. And you can't. When people ruin their progress, is they think they've had done something bad because they've had something like a meal out and a nice roast out. And then five days afterwards, they're still eating in the same way because they think they've ruined it and they've gone off track, so they may as well not bother. That's when people go off track. It's nothing to do, it's never to do with the food they have in the first instance. It's the way they talk to themselves afterwards and what they do afterwards that matters. Exactly that. Exactly that. And that goes back to my, you know, my chat about why I enjoy chocolate more now than I did when I was yeah. heavy, because I don't have that negative internal dialogue anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. It is. So, hurrah for roast dinners. That's what I say. Yes, roast dinners are the winner exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. Although, one thing I will say, obviously, being a nutrition person on the internet, on social media, and some people share their pictures of their roast dinner on their Instagram story or Facebook page or whatever. Sometimes it just makes you really glad that you're not part of their family. <laughs> some roast dinners look absolute. Like, I wouldn't feed it to my dog. It's disgusting. The, the things that some people pass off as a roast dinner is abhorrent. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not getting into that, Charlie. To be well, honest, you can't, you can't cook. So. I can't cook. No. I, well, I didn't kill anybody at Christmas, so that's always a winner. It's the sort of stuff that you turn down at school, though. Oh, it just looks like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what does bother, bother me is when you see the pigs in blankets and if there's an insipid chipolata, mm. I, it bothers me. I think there should be like a shade that's acceptable for sausages yeah i mean i think if you started a, a rock band now insipid chocolata <laughs> would be an unbelievable band name for you um but yeah they are anemic anemic chipolata what that'd be a, that'd be a great name for a band um, <laughs> it really would but yeah, oh, yeah, some roast dinners they look like they come out of a tin i mean i imagine some do because you can buy tinned roast dinners can't you Oh, you can't... have you seen that chicken in a can? No, well, I have, but yeah. I, I mean, wow, that that's absolutely unbelievable. It's the jelly that it's in. Yeah. It may as well have pedigree written on the tin. For me. So, um, I know, every week, isn't it, Lisa? Sausages. The thing is, no one was thinking about sausages until Lisa's just said <laughs> and brought it back to that. So maybe you want to get your own mind out of the gutter, Lisa, and leave the rest of us to it. Uh, right, <laughs> questions, because that's why people are really here. So we had a question about stress eating. So how do I feel mm. stress eating? We've been doing amazing. Lost 11 pounds, which is amazing. Got more energy, mentally felt great, but struggled since the weekend with lots of stress at home. Turned to food. <laughs> um, terrified of going backwards. How do I mentally get through it? So there are two parts to this, I think. The first part is unrelated to stress eating in that if you have a bad day or a bad week that's not evidence that you are going back to what you were before or that you're back at the start i think what's really important with people and i think some people and i've posted about this earlier in the program are okay now with the idea that weight goes up and goes down and it's not like a linear 
always yeah. every day is going down the thing with behavior changes is exactly the same like it is messy so like there will be days where it's going down really well and there will be some days where it spikes back up again because you've not nailed it and i always say like how do you expect to have turned around 20 30 years of struggling with this stuff in five weeks uh, it's just, it's just another example of maybe an unrealistic expectation that i was yeah. perfect if you've had a crap week and it's affected your food you've had a crap week and it's affected your food that, that happens and it's okay yeah of course it is. yeah yeah exactly Mm. And the one thing with emotional eating or stress eating is that it's normal. Yeah. yeah. People don't realise that. But the issue is when it's very frequent. So it's every time that you feel that emotion, stress, uh, etc. Or no matter how strong that feeling is or how bad it is. So like you could have a stressful week where like a family. So one of my clients, family members in hospital, partners in hospital. That's like a stressful week where like food is affected and that's absolutely fine. That's normal. Mm -hmm. If it's just because you've come back after a bad day and someone's cut you up on the way home and you're angry about it, and that's when you eat. If it's all the time, then that's when it becomes a problem. So stress eating is normal. Mm. It's just when it's happening all the time, no matter how stressed you are, that's when it becomes more of an issue. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, we are covering it next week in the educational video, which I've yet to make, so... If anyone's got any questions on it tonight on what I can cover, let me know. The, the other thing is, and I'm, I'm just talking from personal experience now, because obviously I was a huge emotional eater. Mm. And, you know, it's still something that I fall back on every now and then. I, I think I always will. And, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. But, you know, what I have learned is that there are other things that you can do that can also bring you comfort. Mm. Um, and I think for a long time in my life, the only thing that I thought could bring me comfort was food. But actually, I've discovered now that I can, you know, if, if times are tough, I will take myself out for a walk um, or I will, you know, I, do you know what I really like? I know people are going to judge me for this. I really like watching ASMR videos, you know, like the whispering. So sometimes if I'm feeling really stressed, I'll do, I'll, I'll listen to one of those or, you know, there are other things you can do. And I'm not saying that eating when you're stressed is bad, but there are, there are other mm. things to try, you know? Yeah. Normally it's a, a situation where the only thing that people have to deal with stress is food. And they think they've got a problem with food, but what they've got a problem with is actually how they cope with stress. Exactly. If you've got more options, and I always say to people, the more options you can have, the better. So if you can think of some that you can do on your own, some you do with friends or family, some you can do like a supermarket, some you can do in the car, some at work, some at home, the more options you've got, the better. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like, it's not things. These aren't things that people have just nailed. Colouring books are great. The adult colouring books. Yeah. When I, say, when I say adult colouring books, I mean the ones not for kids, not like, yeah, I knew you'd go there. That's why I've, that's why I've justified my comment. Um, exactly. Yeah, like watching, watching a comedy. Yeah. exactly that yeah and it's not stuff that people have nailed like i obviously i'm trying to lose weight at the moment and i still catch myself going to eat but yeah i'm over jesus yeah. yeah um so yeah like those things like if you haven't got loads of options you don't and i still catch myself going to eat when i don't want to eat and i still catch myself i still do it but 
it's about the frequency it's about how often it happens how yeah. in control you feel before and afterwards and all those other things that come with it so that's one of the big things i'll cover next week the other thing is what i just call the abcs so a is awareness so i think who was it who asked the original question was it debbie it was wasn't it yeah, yeah. i think so so the fact that you're even aware that that's why you're eating is like 90 odd percent of people don't even have that yeah they're not even like oh my god i'm stressed and that's why i'm eating those they just think they've got they struggle with food um so the fact that you've got the awareness is really good next is behavior so that's the b so what we just spoke about can you put a different behavior in there than food for some people like they they learned to stress eat years ago and no longer have the stress or the need to eat it's just a habit they've formed because they did it that often years ago that they still do it now even though they don't feel like they need it it's just a habit mm. so it's just mm. the same as breaking any other habit so yeah putting other behaviors in either in that moment but also the less stressed you are day to day the less likely you are to feel so stressed that you're going to eat that doesn't work for things like nova mentioned which are short term yeah but generally if you've got a lower baseline stress you're less likely to get so stressed that you need comfort from something um and then c is compassion so like if it does you have a bad week and it affects your food what would be what would i tell a friend about that how would how could i be kind to myself with that well i'd say well like it's not your fault you've had a really stressful week next week looks a bit brighter for you or at least you know what's happening now what can you do to change that behavior next week how can i look after myself from now I'm going to do that. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, Nova, I'm so sorry about that. Mm. Absolute shaker, isn't it? But everybody's having really bad weeks. I know. But now, oh dear, oh dear. But anyway, we're together, I think together now. We'll get through it. Obviously, not that happening. Like that's that's such a horrible thing to happen. But the general like stresses of life that some people are having difficult weeks with, the reason one of the reasons we wanted an eight week program is like this shit happens and we want yeah, exactly. to happen during the program to teach you guys, well actually this happens, it affects your food. We just start start again the next day, the next meal. Like think what's my next right action, what can I do next? Because that exactly. happens. Like it's unrealistic. I think people assume that they've got to have fifty two clear weeks in order to make a change for the year. It doesn't happen. No. It's, no. like this stuff is messy like people are messy life is messy what we're doing is our best to get along we're not aiming for perfection exactly that exactly that um so that's stress eating question done uh this one's a really nice question i think we've got two left plus if anyone else sticks anything else in the group um i haven't weighed myself yet and i'm actually petrified too i'm worried that we'll have only lost a small amount and that it will set me back Previously lost three stone in six weeks on Exante. Mm. And I find it difficult to shape the lure of trying that again. Well, can I jump in on this one? You said you were going to, and there's no way I'd be able to talk over that mouth. So yeah, carry on. How very rude. <laughs> At least it's got teeth in it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, right. Fine. Exante. The first thing I want to say about that is... Obviously, obviously, that was the brand of meal replacements that I used to lose my weight. Now, I obviously, my, 
my feelings towards Exanti are very mixed or meal replacements in general are very mixed. Do I think there is a place for them? Yes, I do. I think in certain circumstances, particularly when people are morbidly obese and they're at a weight where their health is in the danger zone, I think done under medical supervision to get them out of that danger zone, I think, and you know, this is what NHS guidelines say, it can be used in the short term. Do I think meal replacements are suitable for the rest of us knowing what I know now? No, I don't think they are. I think they, I don't think they solve any of the underlying issues that we have with food. Mm. And so, yes, you know, they're a quick weight loss, but then does it solve any problems long term? No, it doesn't. So I think the with meal replacements there's something to be used cautiously unless you fall into that very small metric where it could be beneficial for health reasons so and that's something i actually feel quite strongly about because you know yes they're quick well i you know i remember the first week that i was on exanti i lost 19 pounds you know amazing but when I finished it seven, eight months later, I still didn't have a clue what I was doing. Not a clue. And that's why I started work with Charlie. Um, and that's why I feel so passionate about, about what we're doing here. Um, because I don't believe Exanti will solve any long-term problems, if, I, if I'm really honest. Um, and as for the whole weighing thing, I'm sure Charlie's got you know lots he'd like to cover with this but from my perspective it's as it isn't about stepping on the scales and having a number mm. flash up at you and that defining your success the questions i would like to ask in response to that is how are you feeling mm. <laughs> you know are, are, do you, how are your clothes fitting you know that sort of thing rather than a number it it, it a number in isolation doesn't mean anything. So there are lots of other questions aside from that. You don't have to weigh yourself if you don't want to. It, it, you know, go by other things about how you're feeling, what your energy levels like. Um, you know, say with your clothes, how are they fitting? Are you feeling more comfortable? Are you feeling more confident around food? These are the things that we can then take forward, and it then builds a longer-term relationship with food. Food, healthy relationship with food that's all i wanted to say charlie would you not gain it back is it well absolutely paula and this is what a lot of people with exanti have found um and what happened in my, my case was i was so worried about gaining it back and not having any idea what i should eat that i just didn't eat mm -hmm. um so i literally lived on fruit and salads and that was it because i didn't know i didn't know what else to do um yeah but yeah so there is a part place for them but they are to be used with caution mm. I is would... it shakes it is shakes but i i actually had other products they do do bars and meals and whatever but yeah meal replacements yeah i i would say they've got a place but i think generally it would probably, in an ideal world, be with medical supervision. It should be. Um, it gave me structure that away from real food. This is yeah. what, yeah, that's and that's exactly what happened with me. I viewed it as products rather than food. It, 
it also gave me results that motivating and then sustain to food issues yeah exactly lisa exactly yeah i have two follow-up things to say based on what you've said so the first is and i'm very passionate about this not with example but with everything if you think it worked for me before so i'll try it again it's not worked if if you've lost weight with something and you've put weight back on you think well it used to work so i'm going to try it again that's not worked and actually really interestingly i think is it slimming world one of them slimming world or weight watchers think it's slimming world there's a thing from the director's statement years ago where they told everyone how their business was run and their business was run on repeat people coming in so it was on uh, on average people were signing up four to five times yeah he said, well, the beauty of our model is actually is that people keep going back and that's why we're such a successful business. So not only does it not work, but actually they've set their business up so that you keep coming back. And actually, example is not massively different for most people. Is they, It's difficult to run a business where it's you come in once and then you're gone. That's, no business school is going to set you up like that. They're going to tell you, we want return, customer return business. Why does anywhere have customer service? so that you tell that you come back mm. so, groups are exactly the same oh, it is yeah, slimming world. Slimming world. i should yeah. not wow. i did a podcast about it the other day actually which i'll release at some point so yeah the the whole principle of those places is yeah is for you to keep coming back um they don't value compassion i mean to be fair have you heard some of the things that slimming world consultants said i don't think compassion's top of the uh, the whole priority list um so that's interesting so but then so my point is is that if you, how can you follow meal replacements with with new knowledge and and habits i i i don't know how that would work because fundamentally meal replacements whether it's exanti or another brand is just about um incredibly low calorie deficits you know you're looking at 600 i was on 600 calories a day i think it's 800 now actually um and that's that's tough going that's Ooh. really hard going um yeah yeah and actually it's funny because i'm actually still quite active in the exanti group yeah, yeah. um because i i know how people go there and they're absolutely desperate um and it 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 does play on people's desperation but i hope that i don't know i don't know it, it's i almost hope that they find me on there and then find me somewhere else mm. and hear the hear the whole story but um, you never know laurie said you must be malnourished on the shakes and the answer is sort of yes so you're they they have enough to sustain life in them they don't have enough and I will ask anyone in this group who, whose goal is to just be above what you need to feel to, to not die, essentially. Like that. And if anyone in this group has those aspirations, I would worry for them. If your only goal is to just, just still be here in terms of food, that's not anyone's goal. Everyone's goal is to feel good, to enjoy food and all those things. So actually... And I think... Yeah, and lots of people said to me, because obviously, you know, when I do post an example, they're like, oh my God, you look so strong and fit and healthy. Well, no, I'm paraphrasing. They say you look well or whatever. And it's <laughs> and like... so beautiful and intelligent. <laughs> what a wonderful human you look. Yeah. But, but you know, 
whatever. <laughs> and um, how much exercise did you do with Exanti? Why well, I did absolutely none because I had yeah. no energy <laughs> because I was living on six hundred calories a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, you can't. You are just existing on it. The other you thing are. I wanted to say before Catherine rudely interrupted when I said I had two points and I oh, only sorry. made one. Um, was and it's going to be controversial for people in this group and they might might not want to hear it is that no one here has a weight loss goal. You don't have a goal of I want to lose this much weight and if you do. It's not really based on anything. Most people here don't know what weight they should be or want to be or anything like that. Your goal and the reason you're maybe not happy and the reason you're here is because you don't feel something that you want to feel. Oh, no, don't, don't set her off. Um, but you, like, and whatever it is, whether it is you want to feel more in, more in control, you want to have better self-esteem or confidence or worth, like all of these things, that's why people lose weight. Healthy and happy, that is the perfect answer. <laughs> And yeah, actually, yeah. all of those things are different for people. So, like, if, so, if you said healthy and happy, and people are like, that's not really why I'm here. None of that, none of those things, none of the reasons people are here are tied to a weight. So, if you feel all of those things, but then you're like, oh, I'm worried that I've only lost a small amount, you're confusing what you're here for. Like, you're you're here to feel those things. So, actually, losing weight is a a way of getting to these things. It's not the ultimate goal itself. Your goal isn't to be an X weight person. And also being slim or thin doesn't equate to A, being healthy or B, being happy. No. And actually this is coming up in one of the chats that, you know, is coming up in the next couple of weeks. You know, I know lots of people who are very slim mm -hmm. and who aren't very healthy and are certainly not very happy. So again, it's the goal should it's about the process rather than what the what the end result is so it's taking all the steps that we have on this health journey you know eating well nourishing ourselves moving all that kind of that's what brings you health and happiness and actually what your shape or size is 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 as a consequence mm. of, of what we do rather than the end result and I hope, I don't know if I've explained that very well, but you know, don't, it isn't about the size or what the scales say or whatever. It's, it's about all the steps we do mm. to make ourselves feel stronger and and well yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because when you do start feeling well and, and healthy, it's really, really difficult mm. to go back. Mm. I would never go no. back because no. I know how, how shit it is to be brutally honest, and I never swear on these things. I don't but, either. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. feeling well and healthy, it's, it's, that's what it's all well, about. When was it? Probably four, maybe five years ago, I was the leanest I'd ever been, and I was like fitness industry lean, like photo shoot type, and it was the most unhappy, insecure, and miserable I've ever been. So that... I think people assume that maybe there's going to be this direct relationship between how light they are and how they feel and how happy they are. And it doesn't happen. And Deborah, you say you've got a lot to lose. I get yeah. it. I, Oh God, I get it. And I get that you're, I mean, obviously that, you know, one of the things that we didn't do with Thinky Way, we haven't, we haven't got your stats or anything like no. that. I don't know how much you have to lose. If you want to message me off, off, off of this and want to keep it private, that's absolutely fine. Um, 
you know, if if you heal your relationship with food, the weight will come off. Mm. It, it will. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that when when you hit a certain amount of weight, I mean, as I said, I don't know how much you have to mm. lose. I also understand that it can be very uncomfortable and can be quite painful. So if you want to take this that conversation off of here, then then we can do that. But I, I get that. I get the, you know, you want it and you want it now. Mm. Um, that, what, impatient. Yeah, yeah exactly, that's exactly that. it. Because the thing is, if you if you think you've got a lot of weight to lose, it then becomes a conversation of, would I like to lose all that weight that I think I want to, but take as long as it needs to? Or do I want to be stone lighter in, in a couple of weeks doing that sort of diet, but then put it all back on? Which one would I like? Because they're, they're essentially your two scenarios. Mm. You lose weight very quickly, but it comes back on in the same way that it has before and does for everyone. Or you take a slightly more long-term look at it and think, well, actually, I really want to be... Um, I really want to be there eventually. So I've got to do what it's going to take for me to be there eventually. And I want to do it in a way where I can still be healthy mm. and, and move. And, yes. you know, I actually didn't realize it was really interesting after finishing the whole exanti process, um, how difficult my family found it and it wasn't something I was so focused on me and losing the weight as quickly as I possibly could that I didn't realize the impact it had had on them because I would quite happily go out for a meal with my family for special occasions and sit there and have a mint tea mm. um, and it was only when I started eating again that actually my family said oh you know especially my children mm. you know oh mummy it's so nice to see you eat mm. I mean yeah so it does actually you know, I don't even know why I said that yeah. I just because I like to have a chat I think basically one of my one of my favorite reframes for this because it is a really common thing for people to struggle with is say I'll be happy when what you're actually saying is I won't be happy until so you've mm. if you say I'll be happy when I've lost this much weight and it takes nine months for example you've essentially signed yourself up for nine months of unhappiness and that's your best case that's if it does go well in nine months if it takes longer you're essentially saying I'm not going to be happy which is such an awful position to put yourself in which is why we focus so much on yes on food and movement and weight loss but also on like what are you actually doing this week to enjoy yourself because that's the whole point which is the point I was trying to make at the start is that that's the whole point is you're actually here to have a good time. That's why we're all on this planet, really. Yeah. So to delay that feeling like I'm going to have a good time for a year or two until you're at a certain weight. And also, it's easy for us to say this, or people might think it's easy for us to say this, but I've seen it so many times is that you get there and you're still not happy because it was never about your weight in the first place. It was about what you were doing to get there and what your life looks like and how much of your exactly life is actually geared towards enjoying yourself. Breaking out of that little food prison mm. is what what we're trying to do yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah honestly if and and this this applies if there's ever anything that comes up in any of these lives and there's stuff that comes up but you don't want to put it on the chat you can always message us yeah separately confidentially and we can always we can always mm. sort it out well yeah it is really yeah oh deborah i get it i really do but mm. the fact that you're happier already yeah oh it's amazing has laurie seen the prices for therapy because we will invoice her 
all those costs per hour. Because honestly, I'd be drinking something nicer than vanilla Coke if, uh, if I was being paid that. Um, I think that's, that's probably the last thing we'll say on that topic is okay. we've basically spent 10 minutes going, oh, no, you're wrong. Like, oh, what about this? And this is crap and all of that. It is normal to feel like that. Like the fact that you feel impatient is not only normal, but it's okay. Like it's fine to feel impatient. And one of the things we've worked on in this program is that you can you can feel something and you don't have to immediately act on it. And that's the same with the stress eating, which we'll talk about next week, is that we have almost been taught in our society that every time you feel something, you've got to then soothe it or act on it or make it feel better or change it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can just sit with feelings of, I'm not comfortable, I'm not happy, I'm not this, I'm not that. And sit with it and they go over they pass one of the things i think people worry about is that if i don't change this now it'll keep getting worse and worse and worse until i end up doing something crazy same with hunger actually that if you don't eat people think i'll get hungry and hungry and hungry yeah yeah eat loads. It doesn't happen what we actually see is it goes up a bit and then comes back down a bit so there's this it's a technique i use with clients called surfing the urge where it's like surfing a wave so the wave comes up and then you just sort of chill on it and it comes back down again and feeling acting on thoughts is exactly the same you can sit with uncomfortable thoughts and your ability to do that which i mentioned in the all or nothing video this week it's a really good skill to develop yeah um we had one last question nova you put a question in the group earlier hopefully we've answered it because it was on a pretty similar sort of topic so hopefully you you can see what we've said about that and what our thoughts are on it um I've got a document which I'll stick the surf the urge on. I'll stick it in the group just as a little reminder for everyone. Um, and we had a question. Where was it? I have to call past all these people telling us we're great. Where was that question? Mandy's question. Does your stomach shrink over time? A little bit. A small bit, yeah. Um, so your stomach, we have things in our stomach called Meccano receptors, which basically stretch based on how much food we put in and stuff like that. So it does change a little bit. Actually, when we lose weight, interestingly, uh, you lose Away from all your organs, you know that. No, mm, not, not not like a great like you don't. So have I got have I got slim kidneys now? Yeah, like drop your <laughs> liver size in six weeks. You'll see how it's like that. Um, it's not significant. We're talking like grams worth, but yeah, they do reduce in size. So why is it when you it's be good? Okay, just have say, be... when you when you start eating. Mind you, actually, I say when I now I eat less, I don't, I don't eat less than. No. So that's, yeah, scrap that, scrap that. Um, Paula, I'm so pleased. They're really good, aren't they? They're absolutely delicious. The other thing that I saw in Audi was roasted chickpeas, and they're covered in like um, chocolate, and one's got cappuccino flavour. <gasps> Sound delicious. For the whole crunch thing, I don't. I, actually, I didn't look at what the macros are like. Probably horrific, but they look nice. Just thought I'd share. Cool. Um, does anyone else have, have any questions? We've got. About five. I just want to say, Lisa, I can't wait to hear about the PT session. That's yeah, so exciting. Um, but yeah, again, if you want to message me if about any questions or anything to do with that, then let me know. But do you know what? Just go for the flow. Go with an open mind, mm-hmm. and it's. It will be great. It will be absolutely great. Mine. Lisa's saying mine. She's got a question. Oh, Charlie, your list has failed you. What was Lisa's question? Oh, 
Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's because you didn't put it on the Wednesday post. Ah, uh, few... <laughs> I'm not made of eyes, am I? Yeah, it is my bedtime. It's a half hour going over, actually. Um, right. Let's just try and find whoever least buried this question this week. This is a re it's a really good question though, but it isn't just fueling for the session. It's what you can eat afterwards as well. That's something that I learned, dependent on the session. Well, uh, oh, we do, Lisa. I mean, Charlie might not, no, but I do. Yourself there, yeah. I do. I, I give it week two. Uh, I'm just trying to find it now. Lisa, can you find it for me? I think, is it literally just what to eat prior to the session to get the best out of it? Yeah, part of it was the sort of calories and things like that, like do calories change? So, what I would say is for a PT session like that, I would not change, well, I wouldn't change the calories. You won't burn that many calories in a session like that that it needs adjusting for dramatically, is what I would say. It will depend on what the session is, but you're going to burn, what, sort of 200 calories, maybe? So, you probably don't need to add something more. What I would do is just change what my food looks like around the session. How should I feel? for an hour session you probably don't need to do that much differently so you need to sort of what you're going to fuel is with carbohydrate um i would personally have like a little snack about an hour before that's carby so that could be like some toast with some jam it could be like a bagel it could be a banana rice it could be crispy, rice bar. crispy bars are personal favorites of mine Rice Krispie Squares. They've got them in Aldi now because they used to just do their own version, but they've got the legit oh, Rice Krispie so now. They're very good. Um, so, because I know Lisa was talking about sort of macros and things like that, what it would is generally quite useful to have is around for someone with your goal, 0.6 to 0.8 grams per kilogram of your body weight in carbs. So if I I was 100 kilos i would need 60 to 80 grams of carbohydrate about an hour before that session um good question debbie i would have it as part of your calorie allowance so but if you do it as extra you'll still lose away that way you'll probably still be in a deficit i just don't think you need to add loads more calories for the session you're going to do it will depend on the session if you're doing that's what i was going to say yeah stuff, yeah very different to doing a half marathon for example so it will depend on the session but um, you forgot your legs and tums there. You've only done one part of that session. So you'll need even less calories. You've only done a third of that. I'm doing a glute camp at the minute. It's oh, amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah it's, it's actually really good rehab for my hip. Mm. Yeah, really good. Um, but the other thing is, is that as, as your ses sessions advance, Lisa, because they will, yeah. um, if you get more into resistance training, then, you know, post-training, Training that you know, then that's when you should start adding addition. It's right. It's going to be fake. It won't. Anyway. No. Um, then that's when you start adding in more protein and stuff because your muscles are going to be yeah. lapping it. Yeah, in terms after, of, that's a technical term. In terms of afterwards, you don't need to change much. What I would say is, within like a four-hour window of that session, have some protein. So whether it's before, whether it's after, knowing that it's first thing in the morning would probably mean that you have some protein afterwards. That can be something egg-based, something yogurt-based, milk-based. It can be like a protein-type drink. It could be a smoothie, like something like that. I would have some protein after it within an mm. hour or two. So yeah. something carby before, like a banana and a cereal bar, water throughout. Um, 
something proteiny afterwards and that's all we need to think about and the well it isn't actually because the most important thing is enjoy it yeah, enjoy it because enjoy it, you idiot i was talking about nutrition <sighs> Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it, Lisa. Have, so have a small bowl of enjoyment to go with it, please. It's so rude. Well, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say enjoy it because it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that. But when we talk about nutrition, all right. eat enjoyment. All right, good. Somebody getting grumpy and tired. Who doesn't eat enjoyment? It's all those people that roast dinners on Instagram. <laughs> their insipid chipolatas. <laughs> I love some of their stuff, it's great. Ah, uh, oh. oh, good question. Well, I'm not going to roast my nuts to be happier, am I? <laughs> Unless I was some sort of weird sadist. Um, I suppose I am happier now. Knew, yeah. knew it, knew it, knew you would be. Yes. Knew you would be. Um, right, we'll let people go in a moment. We wanted to mention the oh. programme. Yes, so we realised, because think your way the next program is going to be starting on the 13th of february um and we realized obviously we'd said that if you have anybody that would like to join the february uh, program exactly paul exactly um that obviously you need to refer them kind of within the next couple of weeks for them to start so and obviously then that would tie we're getting some money off the graduate program if you would like to join us for that yeah. so what we can do I, I haven't actually worked out the best way to do that whether we're actually going to do a post or something with a link that you could send them or yeah. something like that and then literally if you put their name then we can cross check yeah. it and do that kind yeah. of thing yeah. we might do something like that um so yes we're probably going to do that this week i would think yeah. so if there is anybody who you think wants to join or could benefit from it then yeah, out there and make some friends, people. Yeah, yeah. You learners need to get out there and start making friends. Start asking <laughs> about this program. Uh, oh, you tell it past his bedtime. He gets so grumpy. So if you if you guys had friends, you wouldn't be here tonight, would you? You'd be out doing stuff <laughs> with friends. But you're all loners. You're all sat here. I think I think you're what you call it. Talking about yourself. That's that what that's it. what it yeah, is. Yeah, sorry, that was it. It's because I can it, see myself yeah. in the camera. I just assume that it's just me talking to me. Um, we will we'll post that tomorrow. Yes, I am yes. angry. Yeah, you are right. Yes. Um, I'll post. It's we'll got, post that tomorrow so the people it's got have some soup. No key thing. Of course we are, Lisa. Of course we are. Again, she's speaking for herself there. She <laughs> she doesn't have the authority to speak for me. Um, we'll post a link tomorrow yeah. so that people can share it with friends. Tell them to we just will. drop one of us a message and say, "Oh." Join the program. Um, <laughs> that would be lovely, Paula, yeah. Please ask all of your male friends to just come and give this poor bloke a little bit of a hand. So to um, speak. <laughs> you're, you're horrendous. Um, uh, yeah. Are ask, you... <laughs> how did asking people to join the program turn into... Someone get Charlie a bloke. It's not, it's, it's not me. Back. It's not it me. Is you. It's always it's, you. Every it's, single time. It's our wonderful group. Yeah. Um, right, come on then. Seeing that you're hangry and gummy, you can go and go do whatever some hangry soup. gummy people do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, please remain happy and patient. You don't have to remain happy. You can be miserable if you want. I've chosen that route. I don't regret it. But. <laughs> 
remain patient and remain positive. You all. We got through. you. Yeah. We got you. We'll we get there. We'll yeah. get there. Anything else you need, drop us a message. Um, next week, supplement live. So start thinking of questions on supplements. Um, the weird, the wacky, the wonderful. Catherine's tried all of them. So it's true. Yeah. I have. Um, I have. Thank you, everyone. Catherine, thank you so much for tonight. Oh, do you know what, Charlie? You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I mean, if you want to stay on, we can chat for a bit if you like. Oh, I would, but like I've, got, I've got that thing, haven't I? <laughs> Are those pins <laughs> I need to stick in my eyes? Right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>